0: Anyone that can stand in two poses can claim to be a posing coach these days. To me, these people should be called posing practice partners, not posing coaches. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all... What are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know before your next show at eeandbb.com That's www.eeinbb.com Welcome back, you guys. I'm about to ruffle some feathers today, and I'm totally ready because I promised you guys I would keep it real and say the things that need to be said in the bodybuilding industry. So here we go. Posing workshops and posing coaches are popping up like the kernels and jiffy popcorn on the stove from 1950. Every time I log into Instagram, I see another person offering their posing services and another workshop with tons of pros there to show off their amazing physiques. And just the other day, I saw a 20-minute video talking about tips for bikini posing that over-explained how to make the only two poses that are required for that division and federation. So let me say that again, two, two poses, you guys, not 10 or even hundred. We're talking two poses. And 10 years ago, when I started hosting weekly posing workshops at the gym I owned, this was long before there was such a thing as a posing coach. The private sessions I did were not to teach the fundamentals of posing. The private sessions were to make people great at posing, create choreography for them to work on by themselves. Teach those who had two left feet how to go from walking like a linebacker to walking like a supermodel. That's what the posing lessons were for, to level up, not to teach fundamentals. Fundamentals should be done on your own. To become great at something, it takes practice, and a lot of it. Anyone that can stand in two poses can claim to be a posing coach these days. To me, these people should be called posing practice partners, not posing coaches. A coach levels you up, teaches you a new skill, but does not replace the work that you need to do on your own. Think about it this way. You have a coach that provides you a nutrition and training protocol. And with online coaching today, you might never actually meet your coach in person. You're given a program that you, you're you expected to do every day. You design your day, your week, around the training schedule, grocery shopping, and maybe even food prepping if you're really on point. And I'm going to bet, and this might be a long shot... <laughs> That your workout program includes more than just two exercises. Am I right? And I'm even further going to bet that each of your workouts are done by yourself. You practice the same workout every week and push yourself, right, to get better at the exercises until you get a new program. Your coach isn't with you by your side while you do your cardio or while you do your workouts, right? Well, why not? Well, because your coach isn't a practice partner, Your coach is there to monitor your progress, not hold your hand while you do the work. And I can't help but think about basketball for a second. When I was in middle school, my dad sent me to basketball camp where I learned how to shoot a basketball properly. I couldn't walk for a week. I was so sore after practice. But but really, after camp, I took the skills I learned home with me and I practiced the hand position on the ball the form of my arm when bringing it up to aim at the hoop, and the follow-through of my hand as I shot the ball into the net. I can still see it in my head. I practiced these skills over and over and over again. And you know what? I actually became really good at shooting a basketball and I ended up competing in free throw competitions. I won trophies. I won awards, first place, all kinds of stuff. One day, the coach of my basketball team, he asks me to teach the new people on the team how to shoot a basketball. So I showed him the same techniques I learned. They took the skills I taught them and practiced over and over and over again. And one of the girls I taught how to shoot a basketball, she became so good that she made the varsity team her freshman year of high school and then went on to be recruited by colleges. She didn't become a college-level basketball player from meeting with me once a week to learn the same skills on how to shoot a basketball. She took the things I taught her and she practiced them. I've shot a basketball so many times in my life that... Even today, he's going to kill me, but my husband has yet to beat me at the game, of course. But whatever, he creams me at air hockey, so I guess we're even. Now, with team sports, you have the luxury of meeting with the team six days a week to practice. With an individual sport, you have the luxury of not having your success depend on others. However, your success does depend on whether you were diligent with all the components of your prep. If you half-assed any component of your competition prep, it's going to reflect on your placement on show day. Or it might be the one thing holding you back from going pro or from being a good pro, one that's competitive. So recently, I had someone reach out to me looking for posing instruction. I assumed she was new to the sport, but when I asked her what her goals were, you know what she said? She said that she had actually done very well at her competition, and she wanted a posing coach because she wanted to feel more confident the next time she got on stage. But she knew the poses she needed to make on stage but she wanted to feel better about him. So I asked her, how much time are you practicing your posing? She says, well, I haven't really practiced. I said to her, you don't need me. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars to work with me so I can stand next to you or sit on a camera and practice with you. There are plenty of posing practice partners on social media looking for extra cash. With training... There are hundreds of exercises to do, and somehow you aren't mind-blown on how to do them on your own once you are shown the fundamentals, right? So let me ask you this. Why is standing in place and holding two or even four poses any different? The poses don't change unless you change federations or divisions. And if that happens, a stop at a local workshop for the federation will show you what the new poses and stagewalk requirements are. You know what I think it is? I think people have no idea where to start with a self-practice on their posing skills. You know, exercise has become such a commodity with workout programs available anywhere that it's second nature to do them on your own. But posing practice? Right now, social media will have you think that these two or four poses are so complicated that you will fall apart the minute you try to do them on your own, that the only way to become good at them is to hire a posing coach. And as a posing coach, here's a truth bomb. You are wasting your money. Go to a workshop. Or come to me once in a while to learn a new skill or how to pose for a new division or a new federation, since my expertise is being able to switch between all divisions and federations. Come to me to level up, not to be a practice partner. Today, you have the workshops available like every week all around the country. If you're new to the sport, you should go to one so you can learn the fundamentals in one day. Because like I said, sometimes it's only two or maybe even four poses total in the whole performance. You don't need to go to a posing coach once or twice a week leading up to a show to practice your basic poses. If you're doing this, you are using the lessons as a crutch to get practice time in, and unfortunately, not getting enough practice to be great. With all the time, effort, and let's face it, the mortgage payment it costs to actually do a show, why would anyone want to leave a stone unturned? And I really mean it. You are literally leaving a stone unturned. Let me explain potty building is a sport based on aesthetics. And you might be thinking, well, duh, Michelle, it's all about the physique, but stay with me for a second. Yes, you create the best physique you can with training and nutrition, but then there's your ability to display your hard work in the mandatory shapes required for your division. Most people at least think about nutrition and training, you know, every day. You probably even prepare your entire week around your workouts, your meal prep, You grocery shop, you wake up at ungodly hours to get your workouts in because you want to look your best on stage. But the thought of posing practice? It's just as much of a nuisance as doing a few stretches after your workout because you think stretching is boring, which is why you get better at your training every week. You get stronger, more agile, more confident. And while you also get more tight and less mobile. So when it comes time to execute poses, you are wound up so tight that you can't contort your body into flattering shapes. And on show day, you might even score lower than you should. Bodybuilding, no matter the division or federation, is a sport about shapes, angles, and of course size, symmetry, and conditioning relative to the division. There is no one on stage with a caliper, measuring to make sure you hit a certain body fat. No one is up there asking you how much cardio you did and throwing you off the stage because your heart rate wasn't in the fat burning zone. Or testing how much you squat or bench, This is not a powerlifting sport or a test of who worked harder. This sport is based on 100% nonverbal communication on stage. And to be a champion, a winner, a pro, you need a pro-level mindset. This means you don't skip doing the things that you don't feel like doing. If you want to leave no stone unturned preparing for a show, it's not going to be from just focusing on your nutrition and training. You need a champion mindset that drives you to practice every component of bodybuilding, boring or not. The first time you hit a bodybuilding pose, no matter the division, it's going to feel awkward. They are awkward shapes. I mean, who stands like that, really? However, the more you do them, the more you will relax in them, and they will look more natural. But this happens automatically with practice. A lot of practice. Have you ever heard the saying, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard? Probably one of my favorite quotes. Back when I was still accepting clients that wanted to learn the fundamentals, I noticed that there was a drastic difference in the progress of people who used our sessions as their only posing practice. Week after week, they would come and we would spend like 80% of the session practicing the same things as the week before. Over time, they did become better, but mm, the progress was at a snail's pace. Of course, they became better because with anything, the more you do it, the better you get. Even if it's infrequently, it's you still over time get better but it should have taken a fraction of the time to learn two poses. I could have taught, oh man, how to walk like a supermodel, be a showstopper, things that make someone a standout. But we never got there. If you practice once a week, guaranteed, you will never be great. It's doing the unsexy stuff in between sessions that make you great. If you're awkward by nature, you need to practice more. If you're intimidated by being up on stage, you need to practice even more. Those who followed my protocols used our sessions to learn advanced skills so they could be showstoppers. One-on-ones are great, but they aren't the secret sauce. They do not replace the required practice time needed to become great. Repetition is the mother of all skill. Now I know what you might be thinking: well, thanks for the pep talk, but I don't know where to begin to create a formal practice on my own. Or I prefer the accountability of someone there letting me know I'm doing things right. This show means a lot to me. I don't want to trip on stage. I've never felt great about myself, and I really want to do well, and I I don't know where to even start. I get it. But let me tell you a quick story. The first time I went to a workshop dedicated to fitness and bodybuilding competitions, this was about 15 years ago. I remember looking around the room at the girls that had obviously competed before and I was in awe with their confidence. Their physiques were what I wanted mine to look like. Their hair was put together. They wore sports tops and short shorts so effortlessly. And and then there was me, baggy clothes to hide my physique, embarrassed because I wasn't in contest shape. I was so hard on myself. I was sweating profusely from nerves, And and I'm sitting off to the side of the room because I didn't feel like I fit in. So for me, growing up, I made mud pies, I collected salamanders, and when I started playing sports, I was the only girl on the baseball team. Sitting in this room reminded me somewhat of being in the locker room in high school, wearing baggy shorts and a t-shirt and lacing up my high-top sneakers for basketball practice while the girls who were getting ready for cheerleading practice, they put on their makeup and fixed their hair, and I can still see the cloud of hairspray and I can still smell the perfume. But fast forward to this workshop, and I was completely intimidated by the room I was in. I I felt so awkward and out of place. When it came time to put on our shoes and practice walking around the room, I started to shake a little inside. I hid it well by just staying quiet, but oh man, I dreaded any moment where I had to do something by myself in front of the group. Why was I so freaking nervous and intimidated? Why? Well, it was because I was doing something completely out of sight of my comfort zone. I had competed successfully in bodybuilding competitions, but I wanted to switch this new category called figure. It just came out at the time. This was like 15 years ago. And figure was supposed to be an alternative to the fitness division, meaning the physiques were supposed to look like the fitness competitors, but not require the routine. And at the time, fitness was still a huge category in all federations. There were really tons of really quality athletes. So when figure came out, it was supposed to provide an alternative for fitness competitors because the routines and fitness were demanding and injuries were frequent. Up until this point, fitness didn't interest me because of the routine component. So I'd only competed in bodybuilding. The issue with bodybuilding for me was the contest prep was so demanding that I couldn't compete often. And I struggled to find balance in the off season. I thought figure would be the perfect fit with a more athletic, but not super shredded look like bodybuilding. Boy, has that changed over the years, right? Anyways, competing in figure meant I needed to learn only four poses. And being a bodybuilder previously, the four poses for figure are actually the same four quarter turns I already knew from bodybuilding. The only difference is I had to do them in heels. The extra pose I needed to know was a presentation pose or a model pose, as I call it. And that's about it. So I leave the workshop knowing exactly what poses I needed to do on stage and proceeded forward getting ready for a show. But you know what I did with what I learned from the workshop leading up to the show? Absolutely nothing. I practiced zero times on my own leading up to my first show. I think I went to a couple group posing practice sessions, but that's about it. I borrowed a suit from a fellow competitor and showed up to the competition thinking the only thing I really needed was to get my physique in the absolute best shape and slap a tan on. I had done bodybuilding routines in front of a crowd and won best poser awards. I even, you guys, I won best poser awards. So I felt that I was good and I could rise to the occasion on show day. I felt the workshop and a couple practice sessions gave me enough info and I'd be fine on stage. Then the show day comes. And I completely bomb on stage during my individual routine. Like, bomb. I remember being on the side of the stage and not being able to stop my left leg from shaking. I was so outside of my comfort zone with my sparkly suit and blinged six-inch stiletto heels. Meanwhile, the girls around me all looked amazing and confident. And there I was, feeling like the high school basketball player who grabbed the wrong shoes for practice. I was used to feeling stage fright growing up, but I was not used to failing. No matter what I did... I always gave my all and was a high achiever. I even remember my sophomore year in high school, you guys, I literally audited Algebra 2 class because the year before, I bombed the class. I was always a straight-A student, so this was just absolutely unacceptable for me. So after school that year, I asked the teacher if the following year I could take the same class for no credit. Well, imagine So I asked if I could take the class for no credit so I could learn the material property. And yeah, I I did. That entire year, I did every assignment. I took every quiz, every exam, and I got my A. And although my A wasn't scored on my transcript, it was my A. So when I completely bombed at my performance at my first figure show, I didn't wilt like a flower. It fueled me. I realized I was perfectly capable of performing on stage and looking confident. I had done it before. I was perfectly capable of hitting these four poses. I had done it before. I had done it before with bodybuilding. And the only reason I bombed was because I failed to practice. I didn't need a coach to walk me through my same four poses. Going to a practice session here or there was never going to be enough. I needed to practice posing so many times in my heels that I didn't need a mirror to make an adjustment. Just like I did with my bodybuilding routine, I needed to know how to pose, move, walk in my sleep. I didn't need a coach to walk me around a room so I could get used to walking in high heels. What a waste of time. I needed to practice walking in heels every day. With bodybuilding, there is not only the four mandatory quarter poses. You also have quarter turns and muscularity poses that are scored. For divisions like figure, there's only four poses again. And for bikini, a lot of times for bikini, there are only two poses, you guys, two. Once you know these two poses, you don't need a coach to walk you through a turning from front to back a hundred times in a session. You need to save your money and find the time to practice these poses on your own every day. Guys, I hope some light bulbs went off for a bunch of you today. A lot of you are allowing intimidation by others to get the best of you and your capabilities on your own. You can look amazing in your poses and move with ease with the right amount of practice. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars to hire someone claiming to be a posing coach, only be really getting overpriced practice sessions. If you want to foolproof your practice for the first time ever, I'm making my posing practice curriculum for men and women in every division and federation available to the public at posingwinsshows.com. My methodologies, tools, and secrets will literally take all the guesswork out of everything you should be doing every day. I even added accountability as a bonus so people can get the feedback on their posing no matter the division or federation. You're never not going to know if you are doing things right or wasting money on private sessions to find out. If you're doing a bodybuilding show, you are a special individual. Very few people can do what we do. Day in and day out, we prepare. We are consistent, driven, focused, and super competitive. Nothing wrong with that. Before now, there has been a ton of holes in people's contest prep. I've been there myself with my first figure competition, and that experience has driven me to not only never let that happen again to me, but to never let that happen to you either. So again, for the first time ever, my protocols are available to the public. Grab your headphones and tune in on your next cardio sesh or commute by going to posingwindshows.com. For those who I shared the link with privately the past couple of months, thank you for your feedback. I did redo things, so you might want to check out posingwindshows again. Posingwindshows.com, that is. Thanks again everyone for listening. I will continue to share with you a whole lot of realness in this sport. Please rate and comment on iTunes and share to spread the word so others can hear some real talk. And stay tuned because I do have some incredible interviews coming up with people not afraid to say things that are uncomfortable in this sport. They're my kind of people. Later, guys. What are the things you need to know before competing in a bodybuilding competition? The Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast is dedicated to taking out the guesswork in the industry and exposing all these strategies. Learn five things I think you should know before your next show by downloading your free ebook called Five Tips Every Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Competition at www.eeinbb.com. It's all the no-nonsense information you need, whether you are male or female, bodybuilder, physique, figure, bikini, or wellness competitor. It's free, so just go download my five tips every competitor needs to know before your next show at eeandbb.com.